Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, everyone. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. You made us. Now you're stuck with us. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. We are back in the same room again. It's actually my fault last time. I told Tommy the wrong time for like two straight weeks until the day of. So... It all it all went well though. We got MMF Goldberg on the pod. Some some could argue it would have gone worse had Tommy been here. Oh, strong words. I'm strong. just saying some could argue that. <laughs> some some uh, would be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> are you some of the some? No, no. I'm just saying some could argue that. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I guess some could argue that. Uh, yeah, but a lot of reaction to Adam F. Goldberg pod. People seem to enjoy it. He had some good stuff there. So uh, keep sharing that with your friends. And uh, let's move on here, kind of in the same theme of that F. Goldberg pod. Tommy, what is the topic today? So uh, today we're going to have some more uh, spinoff specials. Yes. So I guess let's before that, Kevin, we have a kin token update uh, yeah. here. I believe last time it was in the 50s. Ooh. $300 worth of kin token was down to 50, I think it was 52 something or something like that. For uh, for new listeners, Kevin um, foolishly invested $300 <laughs> yeah. in kin We'll token. see about that. Uh, how long ago did you do this, Kevin? Uh, it was around Christmas time, I think. So. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. About seven, seven or eight months. Yeah. Um, and so we're checking. So he invested $300 and he's giving us weekly updates. And before we get into this weekly update, has it ever been above 300 um, uh, I don't think so. Maybe <laughs> so you, around the time I bought it, but it was like kind of all over the place then. Yeah. Because of the crypto kitten so, craze. Yeah. Crypto kitty. You craze. bought it and it immediately went down. Well, not immediately. It was, you know, over a stretch of seven months, but Okay. Yes. All right. Let's go to the update. Uh, so right now we are, I guess we will call it up to... $66.84. Ooh, it's okay. bouncing back. Yeah, yep. bouncing back. This could be the, the rise of something great here. So just keep an eye on it. And uh, I have a hypothetical. Let's say it gets back to 300 very, very slowly. Do you cut your losses and sell, or is this in there forever? No, I'm, I, I mean, I did it for, for like equal parts fun and uh, to like experience the crypto thing. And... Uh, for the potential for it to blow up. So I'm a, I'm a, again, strong, strong hodl. And so do you have a number in mind of yeah. what you'll sell at? $300 million. <laughs> so when it's at 250, you're going to hold out <laughs> at $250 million. You're going to be like, no, no, I, I don't know. That's a, it's, it's a tough question. Um, 
I, I feel like it'd be hard to pass up if it gets like anywhere, like even like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, but I don't know. What if it's like $600? Like you nah. double your money? Nah. I think it'd be interesting to see how sudden like the climb is. Because if it immediately jumps up to like 50 grand, are you like, oh my God, I better sell before it drops back down? Or if it very slowly like goes up to 600, then 2000. Well, just... it doesn't typically like spike that quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like it, it would take some time for it to like, gain the momentum to get there. Like it has those weird glitches where somebody makes a really bad trade and it like appears. Like what like, happened seven months ago on Christmas up. when yeah. someone invested $300 <laughs> foolishly? But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's more like for the fun of it than anything else. But then hopefully that I become a millionaire as well. I will say. It's or a billionaire. Us, it's given us some good entertainment on the pod. So uh, <laughs> maybe it's $300 well worth it, even if it doesn't go yeah. anywhere. But back to the topic at hand. Yes, we're doing spinoffs. This has been a sort of running theme every now and then. We did D4 in episode 100. We came up with a full D4. And then we sort of revised it. Based on your suggestions. And then in episodes 127, 134, and 141. So it's been a while. But we have been coming up with spinoffs here. We've done Bombay's Life in the Minors. We've done a Bash Brothers sitcom in Mexico. We've done When Goldie Meets Sally. That's M-E-A-T-S. A rom-com featuring Goldberg. A coming of age story really of Goldberg. We've done a Ted O'Ryan prequel as a Lifetime movie. That's where we cast a dead person as O'Ryan's mother. What was the name we gave that one? I remember it was pretty good. Oh, I don't remember. I'll have to put it, it in the show notes. Like some kind of pun. What, what was the premise of it again? It was just about how O'Ryan's, I think his wife died, and then it's about his, I think it might his have relationship been, with his daughter and like how he was a, y- a young up and coming defender. Yeah. And then they were going to move the team, but he stayed to stay with his daughter or something. Yeah. And like then that. he like falls in love with the nurse or something like that. And yeah. we, we cast the mom from everybody loves or the grandma from everybody loves Raymond <laughs> as the, uh, as his mom. RIP. She was dead. Yeah. Whoops. Not our best moment. Yeah. But not our worst either. <laughs> <laughs> Far from Fair it. Fair enough. And then we've also done a sort of Hawks prequel about uh, Riley's descent into becoming this power-hungry coach and winning these state championships. And then we've done a Playmakers S drama featuring Adam Banks trying to sort of hold on and trying to make it there as, uh, yeah, just in the pros. So in speaking to Adam F. Goldberg, he talked about kind of his plan for the movie and he gave us some credibility that it would probably have to be either everybody knew and sort of a similar theme kind of like star wars was or charlie or charlie comes back as the new bombay and takes over these kids talked about cobra kai first two episodes of cobra kai free i've watched them on youtube they're pretty good they're enjoyable did you watch the did you rewatch the karate kid first I did not, uh, no. But, I feel like that's necessary. Yeah, I probably should have. But it is it is interesting because like, we obviously point out some flaws in the documentaries <laughs> here. And the series brings up some flaws in The Karate Kid, like how the kick was an illegal kick and stuff like that. So, um, I yeah, I would recommend watching them. Basically, it's the guy that LaRusso beats in the first movie, or the yeah, the first movie at the end. And it sort of follows him and LaRusso together. And the guy, I, I don't remember his name. I think it's Tommy. He opens up 
his a new dojo. The Cobra Kai. Yeah, he Cobra reopens Kai. it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, I haven't. It's not really a spoiler because I've only seen two and a episodes, but that's sort of the premise of it. And they cross paths again, and they both have kids and stuff. Wait, like is that. Ralph Macchio in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's both the original. Yeah, actors. he's Larusso. Oh. Yeah, so he owns a car dealership now. He's a big car dealership guy, Daniel Larusso. So anyway, with that theme, I think we need a sort of realistic vehicle here for Charlie Conway and his return. I don't know if we can do something similar here to Cobra Kai. I think we talked about D4, him getting the band back together for a pond hockey championships and then possibly D5 with him taking over the kids. But speaking to Adam F. Goldberg, it seems like they would not want a a gang back together for one last hurrah type deal for this TV show. So, yeah, so... Is there a way we can get Charlie sort of back in the mix here? I, my first instinct was something along the lines of, you know, like, down on his luck, Charlie, like, recently divorced, maybe, or, like, you know, um, got fired from his job, something like that, and he's, like, struggling to find purpose. And then maybe he has, like, a, a flashback Hans moment or something, you know, something like that. And then he kind of kind of leads him back to the back to his roots. To build off that, I like the, you know, recently divorced or something, like, kind of, maybe grief-stricken, I don't know. Yeah. But maybe there's, like, a female coach, mm. and then she, like, runs into him somewhere, and she's like, oh, I could use some help, blah, 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 and it's kind of him giving her pointers away from the ice, and eventually he, like, comes back to... Wait, and he become, usurps like, her? No, he, like, becomes, like, <laughs> the his takeover. like the co-coach or something like that. The co-coach? That's not a thing. Assistant. You mean assistant? Eh. Uh, he probably he has to do like a, a Miss McKay moment where he takes them over for one game because like the the coach oh. has yeah that callback yeah that's yeah. good so yeah so Charlie is down on his luck and maybe something happens at Eden Hall back in the day they lose the state championship his senior year he fucks up somehow and it like haunts him and he never goes back to hockey it's kind of a, a similar kind of way with Bombay and then he meets this woman who's coaching this team and doesn't really know anything and then she has to miss a game he steps in and and they win or something like that what what if it's kind of more kind of skip the first ducks and you kind of go back to d2 where he's maybe he's a teacher and he wants to be like the teacher for the for the u.s team for the junior goodwill games and but he starts trying to like give him hockey pointers. And they're like, who are you? Like, wh- you don't know anything about hockey. And then somebody like dusts off some old footage of Charlie <laughs> and you know, something kind of like yeah. that or like, where the like, kids don't respect him at all. And then he kind of becomes a mentor for them. Or he's like selling popcorn at the stadium or something. And be like, Oh, you <laughs> should really know. down on his yeah. luck. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I, I do like sort of the twist of not going back to the original, but that's kind of like the whole, D2. like, Obi-Wan Kenobi was actually, like, Ben Kenobi was actually a Jedi, or whatever. Then it was like, oh, it turns out I was actually a Jedi, but yeah. not just He's just some... an old hobbit. Yeah. Yeah. Not hobbit. Hermit. So, hermit. <laughs> hermit. <laughs> Hobbits are the little ones. <laughs> yeah, so, maybe, so, Charlie is, Charlie's selling popcorn at the stadium? I, I don't, I don't, like, no, I don't I like that one. Yeah. Well, okay. maybe, it, I do, like, kind of like the idea of him, like, giving pointers to the kids and the kids are like what the fuck do you know yeah yeah like, do you guys remember in the big green 
Yes. We're, uh, <laughs> Haven't had a big green reference Classic in a while. film. Uh, who's the, the cop? Is it Steve Gutenberg? Yes. Seen that in okay. So yes. And so he, of course, played football, whatever. And he's a cop now. And the kid's like, what do you know about, you know, soccer? Oh, you're only here to, like, get with our coach. And then he's like, I do know a thing or two about kicking a ball. And he, like, takes the ball and he, like, kicks the shit out of it. And they're just like, whoa, my God, it's impressive. I guess he was a punter or something on the team. You know, in those small, like, two-way teams, you're the punter and running back and, you know, water boy, et cetera. So maybe something like that. So Charlie, we need to, like, so place – so he's he a teacher and he's teaching a team? A, like he's like the tutor for our team is that what we're going with here is he selling popcorn where is charlie at the beginning then if we're going d2 Maybe down on his luck teacher yeah like like, like inner city or divorce, something oh, okay. down on his luck teacher inner city i like I that like, yeah i think yeah, that, maybe I like, think that makes sense you can't go like too far like how bombay was yeah like well, it can't be like he gets busted for you know well, I mean? maybe like, some of too... like his kids are like oh we're playing hockey now and like he ends up having to like take them to a practice, whatever, and then like he's never talked about hockey in class, and then like they're teasing him or something. It's like, oh yeah, get Mr. Conway out here, blah blah blah, and he like and just, he just goes and he dominates just, him, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, like Adam Sandler and uh, in Billy Madison whenever he plays <laughs> dodgeball. dodgeball. Yeah, because they didn't expect him to be any good at dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, so he's like South Central Los Angeles teacher. Sort of uh, unhappy at home. But Wait, he's in L.A.? I, I'm feeling like the Junior Goodwill games are due to come back to Los Angeles. So Wait, you think he moved to L.A.? He, he tried to chase the I think the he team. stays in Minnesota. Oh, okay. So he's back in Minnesota. Well, I we, think it's... I mean, we can put the Junior Goodwill games. in St. Paul. <laughs> yeah. So he's a, yeah, he's like, so that no one knows him there. We can put the Junior Goodwill games in uh Or maybe it's in St. like Paul area. another Adam Sandler movie where he moves to Egypt where there are no uh, ice hockey rinks. <laughs> he moves away. Yeah. What, what Adam Sandler movie is that? In Happy Gilmore, Happy Gilmore's mom moved to like Egypt or whatever where there are no ice hockey rinks because hey, wow. she hated hockey so much. Wow. Nice recall there. Do not remember yeah. that. It's in the intro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he like moves to like Mexico or some like Central American country, like as like a Teach for America thing. Oh. Not Teach for America, oh. obviously, but. This right. is good. And teaches like uh, uh, kids that have never played hockey before. Yeah. yeah. Maybe something like that. I, I kind of like that. And yeah. then they qualify for the Junior Goodwill yeah. Games. Oh. Maybe season two or something. Like the Mexican team makes a dramatic run. Mm-hmm. And then he, that'd be great. You got like mix of like cool runnings and like all that kind of stuff. Yes, yeah. So they come back, and then once they're at the Junior Goodwill Games, who knows what we see? Maybe Gunnar Stahl's a coach of yeah. Iceland or something like that, or I he's like got that. a kid on yeah. kid on the team. I think that makes the most sense. Yeah, this is good. It took us a while to get there, but I like this. We, we got to decide on a country. Like where where does he go? Like what makes the most sense for him to go somewhere? Like, he, well, he does wants he go to, to like Thailand to teach English or something like that. Like or... I, I could see like teaching English somewhere, and it can't be anywhere like in Europe where like hockey is bigger. Yeah, yeah. you can't be like Russia. I mean, could you go to like Australia? Maybe could do that. Well, he's not gonna be teaching English in Australia. <laughs> well, yeah, he could just be... <laughs> be like, "What are you doing here, dude? We're <laughs> teach you all English." <laughs> yeah, I mean, he could go. I mean, we had Trinidad and Tobago in the Junior Goodwin Games. We could he could have like a South America, Caribbean qualifying tournament or something like that. It's, it's got to be a place where you can kind of like 
ham it up a little bit with the stereotype because you know that's what they'd want to do in the movie like they did with Trinidad and Tobago so you can't just pick like a, a country that no one knows about you got to pick one that has a very much like uh like oh yeah like we can I mean I guess Mexico would work yeah I think yeah. Mexico would work I think yeah then you bring in it would and then I mean it would make sense for those kids to speak English a little bit too which would help with the whole series <laughs> yeah. yeah everyone's speaking the same language yeah. well I mean he's teaching them so and she's true. teaching English in like Tijuana or something like that or yeah so he I feel like Tijuana's not deep enough so it's gonna be like deep like yeah like I don't know I don't know how, how the English is and we, we'll have to have John on yeah um, yeah uh how uh the English is in like Mexico City. I'd imagine it's pretty good, just being seeing as it's like a major yeah. metro city. But I don't know. Maybe it's like a smaller, like town south of that or something. I like don't a know. village or something. Not yeah. a village, but yeah. like an Elma yeah. in Big Green. Yeah, there you go. Where you got the the English lady comes and teaches these American soccer. So here you've got this guy. And so so we talked about him like teaching them hockey. But is there someone else who tries to teach them hockey first? Because we want like the big reveal of like Conway actually being good at hockey. Does he like stumble on them like playing like, like roller maybe hockey there's, or something? Maybe is it, there's like a I don't know. I don't want to. I don't really like the idea of like a missionary or something. But like like somebody somebody else from the states is in town or, or runs a school or something. Yeah. And like this is a good cameo. Ha- happens upon like some hockey sticks or whatever and breaks them out for the kids and then they kind of take an interest and then maybe Bombay goes from there something like that. Yeah, so just to recap here. So Charlie Conway, recently divorced, frustrated, takes like a Teach for America job. Well, it wouldn't be Teach for well, America. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Teachers Without Borders, whatever you want to call it. Teach for Teachers for North America. <laughs> yeah, Teacher for North America. Into Mexico, where he meets these kids and... And then I guess there's some sort of I guess the NHL is trying to grow the game there. So there's a, some famous who's the most famous hockey player you know? Like off the top of your head, if I say name an NHL player, who would it be? Current NHL player? Yeah, Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan. So Tyler Sagan's down there helping the kids play hockey. So they get excited and they get it at their school or something like. Question: Has there ever been a Mexican NHL player? There has not. I recently read an article about this. Apparently, they're trying to like play a game down there, like a preseason game down there soon. There's a kid who's in Canadian juniors who they think has the hope for being the first-born Mexican player to play in the NHL. Hmm. So I think he might have been drafted or he's up for the draft next year or something like that. But, yeah, he's like their hope, and they're trying to build the program so there. maybe saying this takes place two, three years from now, whatever. Um, so maybe he is in the NHL, and he, he, he like, takes trips back home. Maybe yeah. this is his home village or what, or his hometown or whatever. And maybe he kind of stokes the interest of the kids. They're obviously not any – like, he doesn't instruct them or anything. Mm-hmm. They're just, like, just interested there. in it. Yeah. Well, it's um, like all the kids like love him, like, yeah, even though they don't know he's hockey. He's like a hero, yeah, but they have no idea how to play hockey. Yeah, it's his hometown, wherever this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so he comes back. So we're going to need him to be from a, a from a, an appropriate hometown for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can take some liberties here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... And then they're out on, I guess, just like on the playground, just whacking the stick around in tennis shoes and whatnot, whacking the ball, street hockey ball around, and then... Charlie comes out and I like to imagine Charlie like in a poncho 
like just like really leaning into Mexican culture, you know, <laughs> like some tequila in his back pocket, yes. and yeah, again stereotypes. We got to. Oh yeah. Up. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so I guess there. What would that scene be like? Like what happens to where Charlie jumps into the game? Well, he probably is like, okay, kids, like recess is over, come back in for class. All right, no, I like this. So Charlie's like fed up with the game of hockey, and mm-hmm. he, like wherever he gets his morning coffee is where near where they play. And they keep like hitting him every morning and it just like pisses him off, pisses him off, pisses him off until he gets frustrated enough and then goes and teaches them how to properly shoot. Oh, it's like if you're going to be like annoying me, you may as well like. Yeah. So that kind of like he like grumpily, begrudgingly like gets back into it and he kind of takes a liking to the kids and then it just snowballs from there. Yes. I like that. So, yeah. So they get back into it. Then the kid, some kid, some lovable kid, whoever's the cutest, comes with the fly or something for some local hockey tournament. And is like, can you coach us? And then that sends us on this journey to where they start winning. And then there's a chance to make the junior Goodwill Games. And then I guess that's end of season one right there. That could be the. First. I would watch this show. I think they qualify at the end of season one. So season two is like the junior Goodwill Games. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have... A- as I said, a bunch of cameo possibilities at the Junior Goodwill Games, both with NHL players being there and Gunnar Stahl and Julie the Cat has been uh, uh, like a Team Ooh. USA women's goalie. And if Russ Tyler is running a sporting goods, oh, I bet you he he like finances. Yeah, the team. yeah. he's like new in. Hans. Yeah, yeah. He gives them all their like their equipment, and he could do that in season one. Yeah, yeah. He finds them. Yeah, or maybe Charlie calls him oh, up. Charlie calls him up for sure. Yeah. Oh, this is good. And maybe he, like, you know, calls Fulton to come, like, assistant coach with him, too, or something. Yeah, yeah. And we also said Fulton could be a teacher. Nay, yes. will be a teacher. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. I think, like, this, we should not release this podcast. <laughs> I think we should just start pitching this. This is a uh, intellectual pro- send, pro- send an invoice to Steve Brill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so who's, um, who's Charlie's love interest? Is it, like, the mom of one of the kids? Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> Uh, that's a good Kevin just said that with like an incredibly straight <laughs> yeah. face like it was very obvious who it should be duh yeah I mean we'd have to explain why she's down there <laughs> or is it like literally Catherine no, Zeta-Jones playing her, Catherine Zeta-Jones oh okay yeah so, oh yeah I mean maybe there's an American transplant in there that is like good at the game I mean there could be like another obvious there could be another you know North American or uh you know expat there teaching I'm imagining yeah. it's like a bartender that Charlie like the at the bar that Charlie frequents before getting mixed up with these kids, you know. Okay. Like down on his luck, Charlie. Yeah. Spends too much time in the bar. I don't know how how down on those. But she doesn't give him a chance because he's a, like a loser in her eyes. Yeah. And then he like cleans up his act yeah. and starts mm-hmm. teaching these yeah. kids. Yeah, and she starts going to the games and sees what a great guy he is. He like yeah. sees her in the stands, not in like he didn't invite her to the game, so she just went on her own. Yeah. All right. All right, this is good work. I feel like we've accomplished what we needed to here. So, <laughs> Ooh, and also there's like he he brings them to like the playoffs or whatever, um, and they're like a game away from the championship. And then like some like Team USA or something says, "Hey, we want you to be our coach." And so they like fly him in, and then he like comes back at the right before the championship game or like in the second period, and he leads him to uh, to victory. There, it's like I turned down Team USA to yeah. to stay with you guys. Yeah. He's Wait, but he still f- only makes it back by the second period. Eh, he's, <laughs> yeah. He's he uh, still kind of a dick move. <laughs> well, it's because he was gonna take it, and yeah. then, like he found he reconsidered. like like a, a card that was signed by all of them that said like good luck. Like he takes the job, but then he comes back. 
I like that. Yeah, a little internal yeah. kind of conflict for him. There. So, but he's gonna have like an assistant. I think it's Fulton. Because well, mean, maybe like he, his best he brings in Fulton, but he's gotta have like a local as an assistant. Yeah, I okay, think we yeah. have we have, you have to have a new character in there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and and it's like an assistant that doesn't know hockey. But, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's, it's like fun, the, yeah. the comic relief. Exactly. He keeps like on that. like teaching them like to dive like in soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Take the fall at her. Yeah. Nice. He like says that without Charlie. Even yeah. It and up. Charlie like has flashbacks. That's great. That's great. All right. So does Charlie name this team the Mighty Ducks? Then is that how we what's come the back? Mighty Ducks in Spanish. Oh. What's duck? Pato. Los patos. I don't know what mighty is. I'm going to Google Translate this. I don't know if that's <laughs> the best, but give me yeah. one second. Good and vamp here. Yeah, I, I mean, I do like this theme because it it re- revolves around the Mighty Ducks and kind of the story, but it is a new story and has its twists, which mm-hmm. is kind of what we were going for, what Adam F. Goldberg said kind of needs to be done, where you sort of retell the same story again, but with new characters and stuff like that, so... We're, we're definitely going to make sure Adam listens to this podcast. Yeah, or I'm at least all in on outline. this. This is a great name. Los Pandarosos Patos. Los Pandarosos. 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 And it's like a pond. Mm. Los Pandarosos Patos. I like it. That is That has a potential for a pretty good logo, too. Yeah. Or maybe maybe Charlie has the old jerseys or something. Maybe we'll try to get Kevin to, to whip something up. Yeah, maybe we we're, we're gonna have to look at it and see if it's um again the stereotypes so kevin <laughs> yeah don't go too off the uh, deep end there i'm just gonna put a sombrero on the skating much, duck yeah. <laughs> that'd be a great logo yeah like that old duck yeah just with the d5 duck yeah. with oh, a yeah. sombrero and then los ponderosos yeah patos at the bottom i like it i think this is a winner so uh, Steve Brill, scrap whatever script you've been working on, because we have a new hire one. us. <laughs> yeah, I think we're in here. So yeah, this whole writing thing's easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just sit here with the microphones and just talk around and <laughs> finally figured it out. All right. Anyway, you guys, I talk- want somebody to start typing this up. Yeah, and if you have any suggestions on how to make it better, let us know. We'll take them into account when we type this script. Anyway, let's move on here to the quack question because that basically took up all our time for this episode. So, if you're unfamiliar, you ask us questions on Twitter, Facebook, email, anywhere else, Tumblr, MySpace, WhatsApp. We have a Tumblr? No. (laughs) It's a joke. We're on the MySpace either. (laughs) Yeah. Is anybody? I don't know. That dude Tom probably still does. He created it. He sold it though. Oh, did did he? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Justin Timberlake bought a piece of it. He's trying to turn it into a music platform. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Justin Timberlake wanted to uh, own a piece of Facebook. No, that's Sean Parker. I know. I was making a Justin joke. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, we got off track here. You asked those questions. We picked the best one and answer it on the air. Kevin, what is the question today? Today's quack question comes from Strokes of Retro, who's at Strokes of Retro on Twitter. It's a good name. Um, the question is, if Banks isn't hurt in D1, how does the final shot play out? Does he take the shot over Charlie? Does Connie still say gee? Oh. Mm. I like that second question more. This is interesting because Banks is the obvious choice, but Bombay obviously has ulterior motives to put Charlie in, whether it's banging his mom or trying to sort of have it all come full circle where Charlie makes the shot that Bombay misses. So 
I think, but like, but Bombay was the hot shot that's on that true. team, and that's what Banks is on this team. That's like, true. Does he think that? Well, maybe he has a flashback. He's like, if Banks misses this, it'll, it'll crush him, kill him. Yeah. yeah. But then, if he doesn't get to take it either, I mean, that's pretty damning as well. It's like, why the fuck did you not have Banks take the shot? Yeah. That's a pretty pressure pack situation, but I think it's an easy call as a coach to go with Banks. Yeah, I think the only question it's obviously like Banks if you're just playing it straight. The only question is how much Bombay really wants Charlie to take it and can he sort of make that same speech to convince the team that Charlie should take it that he did instead of Gee there. I don't think Connie says Gee to answer the second yeah, question. Yeah, I, I think she just keeps her mouth shut. Yeah. Because I, mean, I she's think she's just quiet and it's just assume that Banks is going to take it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Does Bombay still push for Charlie? I I say no. I say he goes Banks a hundred percent. Like doesn't even think twice about it. I say no, but he's conflicted. Okay. So, uh, I I think when Banks got hurt, he saw this as like a life lesson opportunity. But if Banks hadn't gotten hurt. He wouldn't have had that like moment. Yeah, you know, to like teach char- this moment to Charlie. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, okay, I he, can see there that. would be no need for it. Like, is there any worry that Banks misses the shot? Like, I don't. Once I mean, he's chosen to take it, does he miss the shot? I, I mean, we're in pretty solid agreement that he's like far and away the best player in this league, right? Like, yeah, yeah not even close. Well, yeah. I guess you could make the argument that um, the Hawks. Have, like no, they know tendencies. Banks, yeah, and so by putting in an unknown, like in Charlie, like they haven't scouted Charlie, then yeah. he misses, like um, so maybe there's reluctance there, um, but but I mean like think about like you're a big soccer fan, like anytime it goes to PKs, you're not pulling the twelfth guy or whatever off the bench because they haven't scouted him as heavily as as Messi, yeah, like, and, and it's it's interesting, you know. They're all they're practicing PKs, you know. Every practice, when you know, it can go to that. The opposite goalie is studying on everyone, looking at all their tendencies. Coaches are devoted literally to like, hey, you're studying all the PKs and you're making sure everyone kind of knows what the tendencies are. So, and I think it's very interesting if you know that you've gone right, like two of your last three penalty shots. Do you go right because that's what the goalie might expect you to do, or do you go left and yeah. the goalie thinks, well, he's going to go left this time? I don't know. It's yeah, it's very interesting mind games. But anywho. I think it's Banks, 100%. Like, yeah. not even close. Give it to Banks. Um, now, it would be really interesting if, you know, everyone kind of thinks it's Banks, and then Connie still pipes up and says, sure. I think Gee should take it. And then it's just like, well, Banks or Gee, and then... Oh, then Charlie's Char- And then Bombay just says, just give it to Charlie then. Oh. I don't think he would succumb to the pressure of the Ducks. Well, no, he's not going to, like, instead of picking those two, it's like, well, I'm making the choice. I'm the coach, so... Uh. I, I would be curious, though, to see if Banks does take the shot and makes the shot, how that would change the perception of the entire Ducks franchise. Mm. Like, it's like, oh, Banks, like, like won I mean, it for you. I remember growing up, and like even though it wasn't true, I remember thinking that Charlie's the best player on the team. Yeah. yeah. like I never even considered Banks as the best player because it just wasn't the way that they played them up. Yeah. Um, I mean, now I'm like, oh, yeah, Banks is the best player on that team, obviously. But charlie was you know captain duck or whatever and but it'd be curious to see how that would go if it were banks that is a good question that is like maybe that's a future episode at some point 
The only thing I have, like, I understand with PKs, obviously you go with your best player. You go with the guy that sort of got you there. Mm-hmm. But Banks came in, like, midway through the season or even later than that. So maybe Bombay doesn't feel as confident. and Maybe he doesn't have that thought, hey, he got us here because, I mean, he kind of did because they turned around after that. But maybe there's some question there. But, yeah, I mean, it's hard to pass up the, like, far and away best player in the league i think that's definitely a game recognized game situation yeah all right if banks takes a shot yeah that could change the whole not just the trajectory of the ducks but the relationship between bombay and charlie and bombay and banks there so who knows what happens there we'll we'll have to discuss this further uh, if you have any thoughts you know where to find us the com. go there contact us at quacktechpod on twitter facebook.com slash quacktechpod go to itunes give us five stars Tell us who you would rather have taken the shot or who you think Bombay would have taken the shot, whether it's Banks or Charlie or Guy or anybody else for that matter. Go to the shop. Get some nice gear. I believe there's free shipping. I'm going to put the promo code in there. And uh, keep using that Amazon link. It's helping a lot. We got our first payment today, which is helping promote the pod. Or I guess last week we got the first payment, but it's helping to promote the pod. So keep doing it doesn't cost you anything it helps us a little bit we appreciate it uh welcome to all the new quack lights we've got we've got quite a few on on facebook this that week. is true yeah yeah so keep spreading the good word it's helping and remember ducks fly together ducks fly together quack quack came up with a nice little show there guys